Welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. Today's episode is on manipulation, and there's going to be a lot of women in your life and people in general in your life, right, who will manipulate you, um, especially if they're a narcissist or have some other type of um, psychological um, diagnosis. So we want to make sure that we're always on the lookout for the red flags when it comes to manipulation, and you also want to be clear where you stand with yourself in order to not allow that manipulation to affect you negatively. So what do I mean by that? Well, it's important to have a sense of awareness in terms of, all right, who is the person I am? Who is the person I'm trying to be each and every day? What are my values? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses that I'm working on, working to to get better on? Um, because once you have a clear, clear headed idea of who you are, the man you are and the needs and the wants you have for your life, then you know where you stand and you have this certain amount of confidence that other people don't have where they allow manipulation to, to, um, intimidate them or make them feel like less of a person or make them lose value for themselves or make them confused about who they are. You know, it's so easy to, especially when it comes to love, be in a relationship where she's, that person is telling you something again and again and again. And if your belief in that one thing is not strong enough, then you're automatically going to adapt to their belief about you, or you're going to adapt to believing whatever they tell you at any, at any time, whenever it happens. Like if they say something enough times, it's going to be a new ingrained belief for you, unless you tell yourself the opposite or tell yourself what you need to believe. And this is, I forget, there was this quote that I heard recently and it was saying how you have to be so much stronger. Like you have to prove your beliefs so much stronger than other people doubt you. So it's like so much more important to reinstate to restate your beliefs again and again and again as much as you possibly can. The things you want to believe about yourself should be written out on a piece of paper that you look at almost on a daily basis because there's going to be so many people in your life that test you. And when people test your beliefs, you start feeling insecure if you don't have these these beliefs fully ingrained in yourself. And if you're not fully confident in them, you're going to you're going to fall into the trap of other people telling you how to, your li- how to live your life or telling you who you are as a person. And, you know, I was in a relationship where this person would tell me, you're afraid of this and you're afraid of this and you hurt and you do this and you do that. And it was this constant direct, um, these direct hurtful words that were pointed at me. Like it was like a finger being pointed at me again and again, you do this wrong and you're afraid of this. And you're, and it kind of makes, makes me think like, Wait, like certain things I realized I would question about myself. And I was like, 
Why am I questioning some of the things he's telling me, but I'm not questioning at all the, the majority amount of the things he's telling me? And it really has to do with my level of self-awareness in those areas or my confidence in myself in those areas. Because if you can be truly understanding of who you are as a person and know what you want and know what you will not tolerate, then you don't have any problem rejecting that person in your life. You have no problem saying goodbye. This is not right for me. This is not healthy. I'm leaving. You don't look back at that point because you know who you are and you know what you want and it's very ingrained and it's very specific and it's very... It's like tattooed to your body in a sense because you're just so, you just know so clearly. It's like, it's like knowing, you know, if someone, an example I gave to a client the other day was you don't get, you only get insecure and lash out or feel offended by people by that, by them saying something that you partake, that you partially take as true. So what I mean by that is if someone walks up to you and this is assuming you don't have blue hair. So if someone walks up to you and they say, ha ha, you have blue hair, you fucking weirdo. And you're like, all right, well, I don't have blue hair. So whatever. You don't walk away hurt or offended. And you're not thinking throughout the day, like, wait, do I have blue hair? Like you see your hair. It's not blue. You know, they're just, they're just living their own fantasy. It makes no sense. And whatever. Wish them the best. Move on with your fucking life. But if you have, you know, when it comes to something that I don't want to stick with the blue hair example. <laughs> this is going to be weird. But if there's something that you, you know, if someone says to you, you're afraid of, of being close to people and maybe you had a relationship where you weren't that close. So it makes you think, all right, well, I'm not 100% confident that I'm not afraid of being close to people because there's a time in my life I wasn't close to this person and it was hard to, to stay connected to them. So am I that person? Am I the person who is afraid to be close to people? Oh my God. Like, yeah, now that they say this, maybe. And you start analyzing yourself, right? And you start doubting yourself and you put that person in a place of power where they all of a sudden have this, you know, this say on your life and who you are that is stronger than what you believe. So you automatically just believe them. And a lot of people fall into this trap in relationships because they put so much trust in their partner automatically just through, you know, the love chemicals and hormones that go off uh, between, between an intimate relationship. And once you have that intimacy, there's, there's, like I said, the automatic trust builds and you see this person as someone who knows you very well. And you st- if they say enough things to you, you start believing them because they have that level of trust. And if you are not confident in a certain aspect of your life and they, they, tell, they bring up that part of your life, then it could be very manipulative in the way that they can gain power over you by, by using that as a means of getting you to do things, as a means of getting you to feel sad or feel like they need, feel like you need to be with them, like you need this person, you won't survive without this partner because they, they taunt you with your insecurity in front of your face. And it's like, oh, do you, this is you. Like with me, you won't feel this way. So see what I mean, guys? It's like essentially just the person taking power over you and trying to, trying to get this, this hold on you so that they can feel more in control of their own life because they're confused with what they want. They're confused with their own needs and, or who they are. That's most, most people who manipulate are really just manipulating themselves. They're just confused. They're a confused person. They're a hurt person. Um, they don't understand, you know, their emotions and you don't want these people who are that unstable emotionally in your life because they will influence you and they will get to you 
Because even if you, you know, even when things don't really bother you, like we, I feel like we all have a little bit of insecurities in different parts of our parts of our lives that aren't as obvious as the blue hair example, you know, like there's, there's little things that we're like, all right, I'm pretty confident, but like, you know, there's always room for insecurity there. <laughs> like, um, so people can always grab a hold of that and they could always turn it against you. Um, whatever your insecurity is, it can be used against you, especially by a loved one, because like I said, you put them on that pedestal in a sense of giving them that trust and that, that, um, you know, that take on, well, they know me so well, so why would they be wrong? And I want you to stay strong. Like, I want you to understand that when this starts happening, when you see red flags like this, um, meaning you see maybe a woman in your relationship is pointing out things about you that are very direct um, and, and not healthy, I'm trying to put it um, the right way, when if someone points a finger and literally says to you, "You're afraid of this. You're hurt. You're hurting. You're hurting people. You're doing this," it's coming across as blame, and that's not what a healthy partnership does. That's not what a healthy friendship does. A healthy friendship or a partnership is more likely to ask you, you know, do you feel like that can come across as blaming, or can you see how that can come across as hurtful? Or what is your intention with that? Are you, are you trying to hurt them? Or are you trying to do something else? You know, it's, that's coming from a loving place. When it comes from an angry place, it's you do this. You do this wrong. Do you see how you keep doing this? Why do you keep screwing this up? Why do you need to do this so bad? It's coming from that judgmental, guilt-tripping blame that only means that that person themselves who's accusing you of those things is hurt. They're hurt. They're dealing with pain and they want a power that they don't feel in themselves. So they have to take it, they have to find a power over their relationship because they can't control their own relationship with them. So it's a, it's a power chase and you have to understand how to see that from, from, okay, is this, how do I feel when I, when I relate to my partner, when I'm talking to them and communicating with them? Do they make me feel good about myself regardless of what I do? Um, or do they make me feel like shit and feel like I need them to survive? Because guess what, guys? You don't need anyone to survive. You need yourself to survive. And in order to do that, you need to have a strong, strong self-centeredness, strong self-awareness, and know, like I said, what your beliefs are about you. Know what your values are. What is most important to you in life? What kind of person are you? And what are your weaknesses? What are you working on? Because sometimes, especially... Um, a manipulative relationship, they will point out your weaknesses because they know that you feel weak there. But the confidence in you in terms of, I know I'm weak here, but I know I'm getting better because I'm doing A, B, and C, or I'm working on this, or I'm aware that it's my weak point, but I, I am aiming for this, that keeps you in the place of staying away from that manipulation power. Manipulative power. Because... Because it can, it can get to you, guys. And, like, people do this. People do this. Like I said, I'm just, like, I'm partially dealing with this right now in my life. And it's, it's kind of just exhausting because it's just to the point where, like, I just feel, like, sorry for this person. And it's exhausting for me to deal with it 
just watching them try so hard to get this power over me. That's just not going to work. Like it's not going to happen. And, um, and you have to take it with that, with that attitude of, all right, this isn't right for me. I'm going to walk away. It's going to suck having to deal with someone constantly try to manipulate me over and over again. But at the end of the day, I know who I am. I know, I know who I am. I know who I'm not. And no one else knows that better than me. No one. It's good to get perspective. It's good to have other people, you know, tell you, hey, I think, you know, when you said this, it kind of came across like this or have people question you. And it's great to have those conversations. You know, that's how you build more self-awareness is by getting perspective, which is so important. But you have to trust yourself. You have to trust your gut and you have to, you have to see what's, what you're made out of and live by that and know that you're living by it and that no one can stand in your way. And, you know, maybe this sounds like a little, you know, cliche or too general, but it's really just about understanding who you are and not allowing people who are hungry for power or hungry for your time and attention to, to use you in a way to feed their own needs. Because you can't really make those people happy. They have to, they have to work on their own shit first. Um, because if they don't work on themselves, they can't ever give to anyone else in their relationships. They can't, you know, you can't give what you don't have. So it's, it's really, it's really just about these people understanding that these people have their own issues and it's not about you. It's never about you. It may feel like it's about you. It may feel like you're being attacked. It may feel like you're being, you know, weaponized. Um, you may feel a lot of things. It's not easy. It's not easy to go through. You know, it's, it puts you in this place of like, oh, come on. Like no one likes to be spoken down to all the time. You know, none, none of us enjoy that. None of us enjoy the feeling of being like, oh yeah, well you have a fear of this. Like good luck, you know, going on with your life. If you're, you'll never be happy know, go get help, go get help. Like saying things like that is never going to put the person in a place of, you know, actually getting help or actually feeling strong or good about themselves. So that's how, you know, it's manipulative because it doesn't, what they say does not lead to a good outcome ever. Like what they say does not initiate an effective communication between you two. It just doesn't. It's just because it's a power trip for them. It's all about them. So it has nothing, like I said, has nothing to do with you. So next time you have a woman in your life who seems to just be, you know, using you to fight her own inner battles, you want to call her out first. You want to see the red flags, see them soon, so you don't (laughs) end up with this person for too long. Um, And you want to... I just lost my train of thought. Pico distracted me. <laughs> yeah, you just you just want to be in in a healthy state of mind as much as you as much as you can, guys. And people like this don't don't help make you a better person. They help um, try they try to destroy you. That's literally what they're trying to do. So I would really just recommend calling out the bullshit as soon as you can, and saying, you know, I don't appreciate this form of communication. This doesn't make me feel like my best self. This isn't helping me get to my best self. So I would appreciate you not speaking to me this way. 
Instead, I would like you to speak to me like this and give them an example of how you would want to be spoken to. Um, Because it's good to give partners examples. Maybe they're not manipulative. Maybe they just have a poor way of communicating. And by you saying, you know, how you want to be how you want to be spoken to, or you calling them out on the way that you didn't appreciate them speaking to you, it could be really powerful and helpful for that person and your relationship overall together. But, um, but if they continue to do it, then get the fuck out. (laughs) It's not healthy. They're just going to keep focusing on themselves to deal with their own bullshit and their own inner woundings. Um, until they fix that problem, you will be part of the shit. So you don't want to be in a relationship with someone who's going through their own, self-healing um if you don't have to be you know people are meant to work on their own shit first and then then it's safe to go into a relationship with another person but to be so hurt and emotionally insecure and then and then end up in this in a relationship where you're bringing someone else into that and then feeding off of them to feed your emotional wounds it's it doesn't work it doesn't support the other person it doesn't help and this is, these are manipulative tendencies. So you always, even when you do have shitty moments in your relationship, even when you fuck up personally, you know, cause we all make mistakes. We all fuck up. We're all working on shit. We all have weaknesses. Um, I have all these things, you know, I fuck up all the time. People are like, um, you know, I'm dating someone now. And I had, I went through this, uh, I went through my own like little fuck up glitch and he was like really the relationship coach and it was just kind of funny and I'm like hey I'm not perfect um because I'm not and it's that's going back to the self-awareness part of hey like we're not we're not going to be perfect and we never will but it's a matter of being with a partner who understands that and also supports that and doesn't make us feel bad about our fuck ups they just help us steer us in the right direction. And that's when you know, like, is this, is my partner talking down to me right now? Do I feel like shit after they're putting my, you know, concerns into, you know, shining a light on those concerns? Or are they building me up or showing me, you know, a new way of looking at it or a way to improve on it? Like, how do I feel when they talk to me about things that are hard or things that are tough or things that maybe I, I did wrong in the moment? Because that's what you want to aim for. You want to end with um, how you feel about the person. If the overall feeling is shitty, don't be with that person. <laughs> They're not for you. Okay? In fact, most people are not for you. <laughs> and sometimes... You know, it's not about just trying to make it work, trying to make it work, trying to make it work. If you know someone does not match with your values or your wants or your needs and it just you see no future with them, move on. It's okay to move on. You know, you don't always have to fight it out or like fight it out for the kids. If you're fucking unhappy and you're showing that to your kids, what kind of example are you setting for your kids? And, you know, I do recommend that you try it out. You exhaust your options you, you try, you put in effort, you don't just give up right away. But, um, but you know, they have that meme on that, that meme all over the place in social media where it's like, our grandparents didn't, we lived during a time when, you know, it's like the old people sitting on the bench or something. And they're like, we lived during a time where you didn't just give up, you fixed it or something like that. And that's great. But there are also a lot of 
people in those generation in that generation that just stayed together and had absolutely no chemistry or you know romantic interaction with each other and they just <laughs> like you know so you have to question like what's better to fight for something or to or to fight and then acknowledge hey this fight is not getting me anywhere it's been 2 years um you know do i want to set this example for my kids or do i want to live a life that's at this state of happiness when i know i could be happier because i felt it before you know and that's where the hard conversation comes in of having to to leave that partner and and leave that situation and you know aim towards something that you know benefits your life at that sta- at that stage cuz that's the thing too like especially with personal development and things that happen in our lives we change as people and if you're changing and evolving and your partner's not you could be a whole completely different person and in like a matter of a few months you know and then not be attracted at all to that person you once were attracted to because you're not on the same level as them anymore. And that happens often and I don't think it's fair to say all right well you know you you married them you're stuck with them for the rest of your life like I don't think that's a fair way of looking at things. I think you should fight and you should try as hard as you can. Um and when I say fight and try as hard like really open up to your partner and be honest with them in terms of look I'm not attracted to you because this like I used to be because this and get really specific so that they know what your needs are and it gives them the the ability to exhaust all their options in order to keep their relationship going and really try but love is a funny thing you know chemistry is a funny thing sometimes you feel it and sometimes you don't and when you don't for too long it's not something that can just come out of thin air it's kind of just like this deadness it's like something died and you're just hanging around <laughs> You guys probably know what I mean. Like, you know, what you once felt such a passion for someone and then it just totally 100% goes down the drain. And it's because you either see certain sides of them or or you just you evolve as a person or, you know, there's there's many different ways as to why it happens or how it happens. But truth is it happens and we evolve as people and I think it's healthy to evolve. It's healthy for us to grow. And that's why it's I think it's important personally to find a partner who's willing to grow on you know on the same grow down the same path you're growing. Doesn't mean you have to have all the same hobbies, definitely not. Doesn't mean you have to spend all your time together, definitely not. But it has to do with okay, how can how are you improving your life? This is how I'm improving mine. And then how can we improve our relationship? So it's kind of having that, you know, being on the same wavelength when it comes to personal growth and just evolving as a person and an individual and as a couple. So um I was going to say something else. Oh yeah, I wanted to also make Pico stop. I wanted to also make a point that uh a guy came to me through my Instagram yesterday and he said he said, "Hey Steph, I met a girl on OkCupid and she says she hates comedy and I'm a comedian." And he even said he put that in his bio and they've been talking for like a week and he's like, "Should I tell her that I'm a comedian?" And I said, "Well, like first of all, first of all, cuz he's like he's like if I tell her I'm a comedian, like what if she doesn't want to see me again?" And I said, "First of all, do you have more value than just your comedy? Like are you more than just a comedian?" And he said, "Well, yeah." And I said, "Okay." And when it comes to, you know, dating this woman, 
like, first of all, it's in your bio. So she most likely saw it. There's not many things in, in dating profile bios, right? Like it's not jam packed where you don't read through it. If you're talking to someone interested in them. But I said, you know, if she gets turned, if she gets that turned off by the fact you're a comedian and you love, you love comedy, is she the woman for you? Is she your ideal woman? And he said, well, maybe not, but like I had my ideal woman and I lost her six months ago. And I said, well, what about the other ideal woman? Because you have more than one ideal woman, you know, and that's, that's going back to the concept of there's, there's enough. There's, there's so many women out there for you guys, each one of you. Like each one of you, there are, you, there are thousands of ideal women for you. Thousands of like your soulmate, your perfect, whatever the fuck. There are. Like we're really, there's not that one person we're looking for all of our life. There's so many women out there who would, who you can have a great, amazing life with. And, you know, if this one hates comedy and he's a comedian and she says, ew, that's horrible, I hate you, and leaves, then, okay, like maybe he doesn't want to spend his life with someone who hates what he does on a regular basis and loves so much. She might say, hey, I hate it, but I really like you. So it's cool. You do what you want because I really, you're worth it. I love spending time with you. And that's the kind of woman this guy needs. You know, that's the kind of woman all you guys need is just someone who's, who sees you for you and really loves that and appreciates, you know, your authenticity and appreciates just your openness and the support you give her. And that's really what, what makes a great relationship is just being there for each other and opening up about things. I think there's, um, I think it goes to a whole another level when men open too much emotionally to their woman, which is a topic I definitely want to talk about soon because it's really important. But um, I'll talk about that soon, <laughs> maybe next week's episode. But just I would just want you guys to know that you're you're worthy of a great woman. You are. And you have to think, you know, what type of woman right now, who is my ideal woman? And would she, after you describe her and after you get super clear on who your ideal woman is, like what woman would you die to have? Like you would love so much to have in your life. What are her qualities? What are her traits? What does she look like? What does she do? And once you have a clear depiction of that, then I want you to ask yourself, am I the guy she would be attracted to? And if you're like, fuck no, then you have some work to do. You know, maybe you got to work on your, your work ethic a bit. Maybe you got to lose some weight. Maybe you got to, you know, cause there's, there are certain things that, that, you know, a fit woman isn't going to put up with when she's not attracted to. It's not like she's not going to put up with it. She's just simply not attracted. If she has a certain type of work ethic with for health and she sees a partner doesn't, that's a major turnoff. It's just misaligned. It doesn't make sense to her. It doesn't feel right. So you have to think like, would she, would she date me or would she date a guy who prioritizes health? You know, um, you know, another example is money, like a woman who's extremely successful and very hardworking and works weekends because she loves it and she's really driven and she has goals. She has financial goals. She has big dreams. Is she going to date a guy who's broke you know, living with his parents or like, or just has no money to do anything? Like, is she going to be attracted to that guy? No, she's not. It doesn't align with what she wants and what she's doing in her life. So, you know, there's a lot of guys 
who hate on women. And I hate to say it, a lot of these guys are broke. And also, a lot of these guys think that it's just because they don't have money to buy her extravagant things. It's not about buying her things, guys. I'm attracted to men who make a lot of money. I'm not afraid to say that. I am. Because you know why? It matches, it matches their personality. The outcome of money matches who they are as a person. They're driven. They're hardworking. They're consistent. They're dedicated. They don't give up. They work hard. They're passionate. They can have fun going to cool places. So they have you know, a certain confidence about them. They have a certain lightness about them that things are much easier because they have the money to support themselves. There's not all that, you know, financial stress weighing on their emotions. So yeah, money does make a man very attractive. But if a man inherited a bunch of money and he was, you know, a loser and had a loser personality, no, a woman, a woman most women, I'll say most women, would not be attracted to him. Because I dated a guy with a lot of money who was a lazy fuck and I could not last in that relationship. It wasn't about the things. It was about, I'm not attracted to this guy. Fuck this. Moving on. Because it's not about the things. At the end of the day, like you think it is. And you think women are after things. Women are after a guy who knows what he wants, takes initiative, is assertive, stands up for himself, himself, doesn't sit there crying all the time, like showing her how he's emotionally weak. Points out her strengths, her strengths, his strengths. That was hard to say. Say that three times fast. (laughs) But that's what women want. We're after the personality. We're after the guy who doesn't give up. We're after the consistency. We want the guy who's dedicated and assertive. And we want a guy who fucking puts us in our place and doesn't let us get our way all the time. That's not attractive either. You know, I mentioned the phrase put us in our place a few times on Instagram. If you guys saw my posts and I really believe it's true. Like after coaching, after coaching guys for two years straight, over two years now, all men, like the amount of men I've spoken to, I don't, hundreds, I don't even know the count. I should have counted shit. But, um, but after speaking with them and even helping some of them in their marriages, knowing their, knowing their wives' um, tendencies and personalities and wants, it, it all adds up to the same shit. Like women want to be not to- hmm, It's hard to say this. <laughs> not, it's a very sticky topic. Women don't want to, it's not necessarily we want to be told what to do, but when we feel like when when we feel like we can get our way all the time with a man and he lets us, he allows us to do that, it comes to a point where we're just like, ah, this guy's a fucking pussy. I can walk all over him. Not attracted. Next. And this really is, (laughs) this really is part of the attraction game. And I hate using the word game, but it is a game. It really is. We're trying to win over a person and you got, there are things you know, things you, you got to do that will help you win over that person. There are things that will make you lose. So you have to play your cards right. And that, that all starts with what I started this whole podcast with is know yourself. 
Because when you know yourself and you're super confident in, like I said, your wants, your needs, your values, and you live by that person and you strive to be that person or better every single day, then you are an attractive person. And having those qualities and that, that discipline and focus of being the best you comes other discipline in your life. You know, you start prioritizing your health more. You start making more money. You start, you know, because when you put you first, you then have the power to focus on other areas of your life and use those traits that you've, that you've got yourself forward to, to other areas of your life. If that made sense. <laughs> Not any of that just made sense. But, um, you know, when you focus on yourself and you become this driven guy who's, who's striving to be better himself and improve, you know, qualities of his life by starting with his beliefs and his self-talk and how he feels about himself, that's, like I said, going to lead to how he feels about other areas of his life, his health, his wealth, his love, his happiness. He's going to prioritize these things and he's going to work towards them and make them a priority. And when a man has a well-rounded life, and he believes that, and he stands firm in that belief, and firm in who he is as a man, then no woman who comes up and tries to manipulate him is going to get in his way. And no woman who comes up and says, oh, I want this, I want this, like always trying to get her way, is going gonna, is gonna to get through to him. He's going to say, all right, no, I don't agree with that. Sorry, no. And you guys know what I'm talking about. It's about standing. It's, it's standing up for yourself and knowing that I'm okay with or without this woman. I'm fine. I'll be fine. I know it's easier said than done. Everything is easier said than done. <laughs> I don't know why that phrase exists. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I still use it. But, um, but, you know, it's just about, it's just about knowing, like I said, having the self-awareness, knowing who you are so that you can be that attractive guy who women, women gravitate towards. And think about it this way too. Like the more attractive qualities you have and work on, the more women will be attracted to you. Because you're like a magnet at that point. And when you feel good about yourself and when you're living a kick-ass life that you're proud of and you're happy with, guess what? Women want a part of it. They want part of that happiness. They want part of that success. They want to be a part of it. You know, when you see people who are, say like, you know, a mastermind or a networking event or a group of friends that you're, you're just like, you see they're having so much fun. Do you ever like see a group of people and they just look like they're having so much fun and you're like, fuck, I want to be part of that group. <laughs> like, imagine who I could be if I was part of that group. Like I want in on that. And you may not even know them that well, but you just from the outside, like you can see the confidence in them. You can feel the aura of like success or happiness or excitement or fulfillment and because you want that so bad yourself, you're, you gravitate towards them. You're attracted to them. You know, maybe it's an Instagram persona. You know, it's someone on Instagram or they have certain friends and you're like, oh, I love their friends. Like, I love how they interact with their friends. It's because like it ignites a part of you that you want more of, that everyone wants more of. So next time you think about that or you, you know, you see someone or a certain group of people, ask them what qualities they have that you can improve on. Or that you want more of. And just be aware, like, what do I want more of in my life right now? If I were to be my best self right now, what would I need to do more? What would I need to believe more? You know, how can I change my belief around money so that I can be more of that best self version of me? 
How can I change my belief about women so that I can get more dates? Because guess what? If you have a sucky relationship with women in terms of how you think about women, then you're never going to get dates. If you have a poor way of describing money, if I say to you the word money and I ask you, what are the first five things that come to your mind when I say money? And you say, greedy, hard to make, scarce, bills, then what kind of relationship with money you think you're going to have? It fucking sucks. (laughs) And it shows that you always know the broke person when they give those answers. (laughs) Meanwhile, if your relationship with money is described as, if you think of money and right away you think fun, adventure, rich, fulfillment, happiness, freedom, then you know that you're building a better relationship with that thing. Same thing goes for women. If I say the word women and the first five words that come to mind are, you know, bitches, um, needy. These are the top ones I get from guys when I get on phone calls. Bitches, needy, um, selfish. And then I'll get like beautiful and amazing. (laughs) Okay, interesting. So... So it's really the same thing. If you have a belief system around women that is negative to your mindset in terms of association, then you're not going to attract women or you're going to attract women that fulfill that description. And it happens every time. Like I'll always talk to guys who are in poor relationships with women and I'll say, okay, how are your relationships going? And these guys are either single or they've had shit relationships of women who are selfish, who are bitches and who are needy. And that's why they have that feeling because those are the women they've been associating with. But it, they don't realize it comes from the belief. You have the belief first. You don't experience the women first. It starts in your head. Every single thing that we get in our life starts with our, our mind. It starts with how we think about it and what the voice in our head says about it based on what we think, based on our beliefs. And our beliefs are ingrained in us since childhood development. So you can imagine how you know, how many years or how much practice it will take to overcome this, these beliefs. That's why I said you need to have beliefs that are so much stronger than anyone else can override, even yourself, (laughs) which is crazy. So that means you need to focus, have a focus. Who do I want to be? What do I want to believe? Believe, you know, based on my limitations, how can I flip these limitations and believe what I want to believe? Like, fuck what I've been believing. It's getting me the same results, and I don't want to keep getting the same results. I want a better life. So if you want different results in your life, you need to believe different things. You need to take the beliefs that are limiting and the things you think about money, women, health, all that, and you need to flip the script, and you have to say, all right, what do I have to believe in order to be this best self or be who I want to be? What would my best self version, what belief would they create? And go from there. Because sometimes it really helps to take, to get a new perspective by saying, all right, if I was this type of guy, then what would I do? Then what would I believe? Then how would I talk to women? Then how would I spend my money? It's, it's much more effective when you think of it coming from a different, like I said, a different point of view. Because we could get so stuck in our head and stuck in our ways because hey, we are who we are. We're in this body and mind all day, every day. 90% of our thoughts are reoccurring day to day. Same thoughts every single day. 
So it's very hard to get out of that routine that we've built for ourselves, to get out of that conditioning. That's why you have to do everything in your power to get out of that conditioning. You have to do everything in your power to put visuals in front of you and put audio in your ears and start doing things actively that change what you do on a day-to-day basis. Because if you want to change your identity, you have to change your thoughts, you have to change your words, you have to change your actions. Then you become a new person. Your brain is literally rewired to be a new identity at that point. But you have to be consistent. You have to keep up with it. Most important, you have to know what you want. Too many of us don't know what we want. And, you know, you'll complain about things. And I'm on calls every day just listening to what always starts off as complaining, which is fine because I want to know the challenge. I want to know what you guys are struggling with. We all have challenges. That's okay. But... What I see is that I want to start the call with the complaint, of course, because it's important to know the challenge, but then I want to know, what do you want? And it's so hard for so the majority of people to stay on the topic of what they want. They just automatically fall back to the challenge, but I can't have it because this, and this is happening and this, and I can't, I can't believe this. And then I'll say, all right, but what if it looked like this? Like, what if you did have that? Like, tell me more about that. And they'll be like, well, it would, be, it would be like this, but there's no way that would happen because blah, 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 and this happened, and I'm just so frustrated with this. And I'm like, okay, but what, what if you weren't frustrated? What would you be? And they're like, I don't know. I'm always frustrated. Every day I wake up and I think. <laughs> so the, the thought process is just constantly jumping right back to what they're comfortable with, right? And when I say, okay, I'll call them out on their shit and say, see how many times I asked you to, to talk about what you want versus your challenge and you can't do it? I just want you to be aware of that now because you did it three times. So let's try, try your best to focus on what's going right or what you, want, what you want to go for you, what you want to happen for you. And then they'll say like, oh, you know, they'll catch themselves. It's my favorite part is like when I tell them that and then they'll be like, oh shit, I just, I just flipped back. Sorry, sorry. Okay, what I want is, <laughs> and then we go back into that. Because that's the only way to move forward, guys. And this is what I help clients with. Like that's why... I start this, this call that I'm talking about with every single person I work with, and it's complimentary too. So if you need to get clearer on what you don't want, I mean, where you are now, get a little, and we want to get clear on what you don't want, where you are now, what your challenge is, what you're dissatisfied with, and then what you want. We want to flip it. We want to be able to get a clear idea of what you're looking for, what you're looking to achieve, who you're looking to be what changes you want to make, because that's the only way to make change is to first be aware of your current situation. Be aware of the challenge. So I would love to help you do that. All you have to, go, all you have to do is go to sgdatingcoach.com, click on the contact tab, fill out the form, and schedule a day and time to talk with me. 30 minutes, complimentary. I would love to help you get clear because then what I do for moving forward is helping my clients get even deeper. You know, from that call, we get deeper on where this challenge is coming from. What's preventing you from getting these goals? What's been in the way mentally and emotionally? What are the blocks? And addressing the blocks is the most important part because if you don't know the blocks, you can't address them and solve them in order to move past your comfort zone and enter a new, a new way of living to get results. And if you want to go further from that, what my coaching program looks like, and I should do a a podcast episode all on my coaching program, which I probably will do. But leading from there, going from there is a 90-day program where you have three goals 
And for 90 days, you are focused on three specific goals you want to achieve. So everything is based on the accountability of me. I give you a plan, I give you coaching, and I hold you accountable to the plan. And that's really what everyone needs because think about it. Like you've probably been saying you've been wanting to do something for the past year or two, even if it's something as simple as getting a fucking passport. That was one of my client's goals once. One of my first clients was like, I just really want my passport. I'm like, why don't you just do it? (laughs) In my head, I'm like, the fuck, just get a passport. And he had such a mental block around it. And it was funny because he just wasn't, like it wasn't a big deal. It was just, he wasn't making moves to get it. Like sometimes it's simple and sometimes it's like, I want a relationship that will last me the rest of my life. (laughs) So it depends. It's all about knowing what you want and being able to create a plan that breaks it down and helps you. For instance, the passport. I said, what's the first thing you have to do? And be like, I don't know, go to the, go to the store, like go to the, um, the DMV. And I said, are you sure you have to go to the DMV? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. I'm assuming. I'm like, Google this shit. Like get on Google right now while we're on the phone, Google the first step, you know? And this is a silly example because it was just, but he, but he did it in like a week. And it was just, you know, it's just funny how we have these blocks with things we've been wanting to do and we just keep putting them off, putting them off, putting them off. Some things are much more deeper. It's like, hey, I'm not communicating well with women. Like I've, my last three relationships have ended because I can't, I can't address my issues. I can't be upfront with her. And I kind of just end up yelling and getting frustrated. And then I walk away. What am I doing? Why am I doing this? And I'll help my client get to the bottom of it, the underlying issues of why he's doing that. And most likely it has to do with, with, um, with his childhood, how, things were, how he communicated, how he was taught to communicate or how he had to communicate based on the circumstances of his upbringing. And once, you rem- once you're aware of what's causing it, you're able to move past it. So like I said, what, my co- what a call with me will do is make you aware of your situation so that you can move forward. Because if you don't address what's going on right now, you cannot take the steps forward to what you want. You just can't. It's not possible. So like I said, guys, I would love to help you out. Um, I'm, really, I'm really here for you, and I love doing what I do. I really do. So I would love to get on a phone call. All you have to do, like I said, is go over to sgdatingcoach.com, click on the contact tab, fill out the form really quick. It takes two minutes, and then you can schedule a day and time to talk with me. 30 minutes, complimentary call with me. It would be a lot of fun. You'll learn a lot about yourself and then we could take it from there. All right, guys, that is today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night wherever you are in the world. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.